0: Welcome to the Catonsville Chamber of Commerce podcast. This podcast is brought to you by a Baltimore County Craig Grant. I'm Karen Paris, and I'm here with...
1: Mary Pless.
0: And we are interviewing Sally Griffin from Remax Solutions. Welcome, Sally.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: So Sally is the manager of Remax Solutions in Catonsville.
1: That's right. I manage the Catonsville Remax Solutions as well as um, do a little bit of sales, too.
0: But there's another um, office as well, right?
1: There is. The original Remax Solutions is in Hampstead, Maryland. So, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. How long have you managed?
1: Oh, well, I have been a manager since 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, Previously, I was with another brokerage. And then the opportunity came... From Bill Francis, who is the owner of um, Remax Solutions. And he said, what about if we open up um, a real estate office in Catonsville? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would be awesome because it's home.
0: And <laughs> when was that?
1: That was in 2019, October. Oh,
0: 2019,
1: my. right before the pandemic. And so how long had you sold real estate prior to that time 1992 so this is my 30th year in the business
0: congratulations thank you you.
1: good for you it's awesome
0: so are you originally from Catonsville so
1: you know I'm kind of 10 years old I came to Catonsville that that doesn't make me like one of those original we had
2: this we had this conversation um actually not long ago where people say you know if you've been here 40 years You're really not (laughs) Catonsville.
0: But, you know, we're going to give it to you, Sally. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the truth. That's the truth. And people know that. You know, they can sniff you out if you weren't born here. If you (laughs) weren't born here. Yeah. Yeah. So So you came here at 10
0: years old.
1: So good story. Came here at 10 years old. It's a little fact. I'm one of 14. So I'm number eight. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my dad was with the railroad. And so we were transferred all around. And then... Um Baltimore was his last stop with the railroad before he took another job with the Interstate Commerce Commission in Washington. so, um yeah, came here at ten years old, and I think you know that's my segue into real estate because I kind of was the organizer of the family,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh,
1: it's, it's sort of that middle child thing. My
2: dad yeah. was
0: one of fourteen also, oh, so awesome. I know what those
1: big families are like, yeah, yeah,
0: so when did you uh, become interested in real estate?
1: After the kids started school, it was time to go back to work. I knew I didn't want a 9-to-5 job and um, had a good friend who was in the business, and she suggested it as well as my husband, um, which was kind of strange that he could see, yeah, you should get into real estate.
0: Well, this has certainly been an interesting market since you opened the office in October Mm -hmm. of 2019. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about what's been going on with real estate the last few years.
1: So, you know, when that pandemic hit, that was pretty um, amazing. (laughs) And we thought, oh, this is going to shut down the business. But um, it didn't shut down the business because people still wanted to buy and sell houses. And you just had to adapt to the new norm. And in the beginning, it was very strict. Mm -hmm. Um, All the protocols were very strict, but people kept calling because they, they had time, they had time, you know, when there's a snowstorm uh, people, you think, oh, that's going to shut down real estate. No, they call. They want to go out and see houses. They don't want their kids to go to school, but they want to go see houses. <laughs> so it's the same thing like with the pandemic. You
0: so know. over the past few years, um, houses have been going for crazy prices and above listing. And how now, have you all handled all that?
1: It's the um, it's definitely the inventory. Inventory is very low, and still low. And we were shocked when that all started happening. And we do have, all of us have crazy stories. All the agents have crazy stories about, you know, what people paid for houses. But, you know, it always makes the agents nervous, because we worry about our clients. You're paying that much for a house. You know, are you going to ever gain equity? Is it going to be like 2008, and you're going to lose everything? But it's not going to be like 2008. And You know, buying real estate is the best investment anybody can do. So, you know, we just guide them and let them know. Every time anybody is going into um, a situation where they're going to put an offer on a house, they definitely get a full market analysis (laughs) to let them know. Well, this is what this person paid, and this is what this person paid, and here's what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah.
2: Out here, it's that location, location. You could... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in Catonsville, just, absolutely. You know, you you know if they if you see a coming soon sign, mm-hmm. it's probably got a contract and it's done. Yeah,
1: it kind of. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, definitely. Fifteen people like it, and that's somebody's going to get it. And then you have mm-hmm. the reverse where there's a lot of people that know they can make a lot of money off their real estate, but then where would they go? Right. Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That's that's me. <laughs>
0: So, Sally, I think that we're moving into a new phase of the market. Can you tell us a little bit about how things are going now?
1: So, it's still a seller's market, and um, it's just not as crazy. And there's pockets where it's crazy um, still, where people are getting multiple offers. But I think the seller's expectations need to be um, realistic, and that's our job, is to explain that to them. So, previously... You could just throw a price out there and people jumped on it. Right. It's not happening like that anymore. But if you're realistic with the price, then you'll have success. Now, if, do
2: you think that's because of that the market's getting smarter? Or do you think
1: it's the market, just the way the market's running right now? It's, you know, you can only go uphill so long. Mm-hmm. And there's always a plateau. And there's theories about, you know, how long those, plat, you know, those rises last and the plateaus last um so we had been hearing for a couple of years that this can't last forever know, yeah, that's what you kept hearing mm-hmm. It's isn't gonna last forever um but the interest rates well, and well that's the, fed, that's the other kicker they're now. putting yeah they're trying to put the brakes on it just to slow people down mm-hmm. so um still a seller's market i mean there's only like what 1.5 months of inventory you know if we were to try to sell everything and Wow. It's not, we need five, six, you know, months worth of inventory. So
0: so people are still out there buying.
1: <clears throat> yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah, they're still out there buying. And especially, I mean, we're getting more creative with how to approach real estate right now. And um, that's a good thing. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, if the buyers are super scared um, about purchasing because the interest rate Then we're saying to the sellers, well, hey, what about offering closing costs? Oh, okay. And tell them, buy down your rate. And you're not going to be, you know, you have a better rate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things like that. We went through, (coughs) um, this will tell everybody how old I am,
2: went through that mess in the 80s when when those interest rates were up to 18%, Mm -hmm. sometimes a little more. And I remember when we bought a house at that point, we were so excited because we had a 12 percent interest rate with a, with a five-year <laughs> balloon well, God, <laughs> hello yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, great. so um, yeah do you see a do you see more action when when in the news it starts to say that that rate starts to jiggle a little bit do you start hearing people
1: call you more no or does it not make any difference <clears throat> that doesn't make a difference but I do have to say the news has always made a difference the headline news so that can slow things up or speed things up, depending, like, if it's a good story or a bad story, fear. A lot of fear-mongering right now, yeah. mm-hmm. more so than all the years that I've ever been in the yeah. business.
0: So they, should, so people should just call you, and you'll give them the facts. Yeah,
1: call a real just estate agent. Just the facts, agent. ma'am. <laughs> just yeah. call a real estate agent. You
0: know, and I think that, that there's a lot of – competition for real estate agents now and people are like, oh, I'll sell it myself. Oh, I'll do this or that. You know, mm. But what do they get by calling you? So
1: it's, it's amazing the different stories that we do here if someone tar- tries to um, sell on their own um, versus working with a real estate agent. But we just control such a larger um, pool of people. So if you're trying to do it by yourself, sometimes, you know, someone talks a good story to you and you go with them when if you had gone with a real estate agent, it would have ended a lot different, especially um, there's just so many nuances between the minute somebody looks at a house and you go to settlement and fees and, and, you know, I'm ai I just want to come and do a um, home inspection, but I'm not going to ask you for anything. And that's never true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then afterwards, yeah. you know what do you really need to have fixed and so, if they don't have guidance, right you know they can get taken advantage of- mm-hmm. and we do hear stories like that we
0: uh, oh, i I'm mean sure.
1: there are other stories where someone's super successful and good for them but
0: so you all offer guidance direction and
1: absolutely give, just and
0: I think also you're real- you help them be realistic, do you mm-hmm. think that that's?
1: Yeah, that's part of it too. Um, But I think more the guidance, the you know, the fact that we've seen so much, and there's so many nuances. Like I said, between the minute that somebody looks at a house and then they actually go to settlement. I mean, you can even, you know, I don't want to talk about you know specifics, but even like with you know, going and finding a title company, there's a huge difference in title companies and fees and. And um, whether or not it's a good title company or one that isn't responsive and you never hear from them and you get to the settlement table and, you know, all of a sudden something pops up. Oh, you know, we didn't know that, you know, the seller was going to pay all the transfer taxes and and stamps or something like that. Mm -hmm. So also with um, inspectors all the way through. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of of stuff. It's a lot of stuff.
0: And also, Sally, so you've always been very active in the Catonsville Chamber. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your relationship with the Chamber.
1: So um, I became manager of a brokerage in 2004. And at that point, my manager said to me, when she was leaving, the one thing I wish I would have done is gotten involved with the Chamber of Commerce. And so I'm going to hand that over to you. (laughs) And that's what I think you need to do. And I said, fine. So I did. Teal Carey was the um, director at that time and um, I called her up and I said I don't know anything about the chamber what's going on can I get some emails you know whatever and she was thrilled and started with just going to the networking and the meetings and from there it just expanded um, to eventually becoming president of the chamber of commerce and did that for four years so what I noticed about being involved with the chamber of commerce is that you become more recognized within the community. Oh, sure. And yeah. you become you know, someone to turn to for help. And you know, a lot of the businesses, that's what we do. We give back to the community, and it's the best way to find out, how do we give back to the community?
0: Why do you think uh, the, being involved with the Chamber is so important?
1: Oh, my gosh. The Chamber is the heart of the community. Catonsville is so strong because we have such a strong Chamber of Commerce and the businesses thrive because the community is so strong and there's a chamber of commerce. So whether or not you're involved with the chamber or not, they do not, I mean what the chamber does behind the scenes to keep the community um, a solid community is amazing. So yeah you should belong to the chamber and you should give back and you should volunteer and if nothing else uh, your membership helps keep the um, chamber Um, solvent and strong and there are some businesses in this community that are so giving and help the chamber and um, other businesses just reap the benefits of that
0: Yeah. well and I know Remax solutions also has a community outreach for other um, organizations in case yeah
1: they do they do I I was trying to figure that out I was writing it down
0: well, you said the Santa Claus house, right? They do the The Santa Claus house. They
1: do the YMCA. They do the food bank, um, the Catonsville Food Ministry. They do a lot of different food ministries. Um, yeah. And agents in particular, they equally do things in the community. And sometimes it's where they live or they'll get a phone call. I remember one of my agents got a phone call and um, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. we need water bottles because the kids can't drink out of the um, out of the fountains. Out of the fountains. Mm-hmm. She purchased 800, delivered them to the school. Um, you know, things like that happen. So all they're the all community
2: oriented as well as the Always. as the business. Because
1: we know that's mm-hmm. how we survive. You know, of it's course. because of our clients. And so, and what can we do and give back to the community? There's volunteers everywhere in in the schools you know, in the churches, in the library. Yeah.
0: I just think that's so great to be part of the community and realize that that is kind of a, a responsibility is mm-hmm. to be part of the community and, you know.
1: Yeah. You ask any um, real estate agent and, I, you know, I'm just proud to be part of this um, group. Because it's kind of a symbiotic kind
2: of thing. It I mean, is. They're
1: giving. Yeah. And, you know, Catonsville's
2: Catonsville is a tight community, and it's a strong community Mm -hmm. to begin with. So everybody who sees that wants to make sure it stays that way. Yeah. Because it helps.
1: It helps all around. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of, you know, Remax Solutions and what we do. But I also need to give a shout out to other um, real estate agents that I know that do amazing things, too, for this community.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Sally, it has been really a pleasure to speak with you today and um, find out a little bit more about REMAX Solutions. And as always, Mary, it's wonderful to spend time with you.
2: As it is wonderful to spend time with you. Yeah. Are we all sick of each other now? Yeah. That's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much. And Thank as you. I said, this is the Catonsville Chamber of Commerce podcast brought to you by a Baltimore County Craig grant. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Thank you.